You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Today is Wednesday, December the 30th. And I am your host for the show, St. Louis Cardinals mega fan, Lucas Smith. Thanks for tuning in today, everybody. Mailbag, part two. This one's all about the St. Louis Cardinals front office and your guys' frustrations. Understandable frustrations as uh, the Padres made some moves in the last couple days. If you didn't see them or if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, they traded for Blake Snow from Tampa Bay and... Our good buddy, you Darvish from Chicago. Again, if you want more detailed breakdowns on these trades, uh, Locked on Padres, Locked on Rays, Locked on Cubs, or Locked on MLB is your fix for that. But we're going to go ahead and take a mailbag dive today. Um, some questions, some fun questions, some not related questions to start, and then we'll get into uh, questions about uh, frustration, uh, some complaints, if you will, which it's fair. I asked for complaints, and I think complaints are, are legit, but... Um, so that, that'll be today, and again, again uh, tomorrow will tomorrow or Friday will be my, my third episode of the week. Um, and because of traveling and some other things, I will not be releasing a lot of graphics or quotes on the Instagram or Twitter this week. So please bear with me as uh, you know, in between Christmas and New Year's are always kind of hectic for people. So I understand that, but I'll definitely still be sharing the show and all that. So we'll start with a question on Instagram. Uh, all my questions came in from Instagram, so you guys rock. Uh, Phil SGT said my favorite Christmas present. Um, and that, that's a tough one. I didn't get any Cardinal gear this year. I got some Cardinal hats last year. I got a really cool Mizzou hat and a really cool St. Louis, Missouri hat. Uh, it's got like a baseball plate and St. Louis Mo with the arch in the background in the plate. Um, so those those are pretty cool. Um, uh, those are probably uh, my top gifts, if you will. So thanks, Phil, for that question. Um, if you guys got any f- cool Christmas gifts you guys want to share, let me know. Twitter, LJ Fastball, LO underscore Cardinals, Twitter and Instagram. Email lockedoncards at gmail.com. Um, send me a picture, I'll share it on the Instagram page. Um, so um, let, me, let me know what you guys got for Christmas. And then, um, yeah, it's always fun to share that with you all. So let's go ahead and get into the, the more serious Cardinal questions here. Um, this, uh, these were all asked on December 26th on Instagram. We'll, we'll start off with um, Camilio TRGT, or TGRT, excuse me, said, Do you think Rosario and Peterson. Uh, would make the outfield better. Um, assuming that they mean uh, Peterson, uh, which I just learned was P-E-D-E-R-S-O-N whenever I was doing research on them, which is fine. Um, but I, I, I do think both of them make the outfield better for different reasons, if you will. Uh, neither, I think Peterson provides a little bit more defense than Rosario does. And I think that Peterson probably adds a little bit more playoff experience or definitely adds a little bit more playoff experience, excuse me, than Rosario does. But I don't think, just to be quite frank, you can do much to make this outfield much worse. So I think that adding either one of those two would be a huge improvement. Me, personally, I like Rosario a little bit better than Peterson. Um, I think Rosario does a little bit better against lefties, and I don't think you would be forced to platooning him. I think Peterson almost forces your hand into a platoon option. And if you like O'Neal, like I, I like I said, either one of them would be massive improvements over just O'Neal or just Bader, um, in my opinion. Especially if you have the DH, you can DH Rosario or, and, and or give Bader and O'Neal other chances. But I think both of them make the outfield better for sure. 
Uh, and I'll be sure to discuss that on future episodes. But thank you um, for that question. Another question that came in on the 26th uh, from Shane Dunk 20. How much do you think we will do when all the money comes off the books after this year? I would hope more um, than what the Cardinals are doing right now because right now they are, are simply not doing enough. The, you have Carpenter's contracts off the books. You have Fowler's contracts off the books. And assuming... Oh, you know, assuming all these guys are still Cardinals, but assuming Carlos Martinez is still a Cardinal, his contract is off the books. Um, you have Kim coming off the books as well. Let's assume Wainwright and Molina get a one-year contract this year. That money's off the books. So, I mean, those are, with Fowler and Carpenter, those are two starters right now that are off the books and two overpaid starters. Uh, I, I like Fowler more than I like Carpenter in terms of what they bring to the team, but I do think that both of them are overpaid. Uh, for, for what they bring. So both of those contracts um, being up and the Cardinals getting out of that helps a lot. And I think that that's kind of the mindset right now. It's it's a setting settling mindset, um, c- kind of settling for a weaker division this year and going with, with what you got, I think, which is what the Cardinals are doing right now, which is frustrating, and I'll get into that a little bit later on, that the Cardinals are just kind of doing nothing. At the current moment, I think they've made like five total transactions this offseason. Uh, in in terms of adding adding players, and they've all been at the minor league level, so with the money coming off the books, that opens the door for some big big moves to be made. I think, to be honest, I would almost prefer the Cardinals going after Arenado if he opts out after his contract next year, more so than giving up a bunch of prospects for him. Uh, maybe the Cardinals go after a Lindor, a Seager, a Story type player, a shortstop, and move DeYoung over to third, which is where he came up as. Or at, excuse me. So, my my guess would be the Cardinals will be uh, extremely more aggressive next year uh, when when all these 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 contracts are up, which 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 is unfortunate. Sitting here right now and near the end of 2020, saying okay, the Cardinals you know aren't going to do anything else this year, and it, it's unfortunate. But at the end of the day, and it, it is what it is. And again, I try not to be too negative, but this front office has brought a lot of success to St. Louis. They they've brought a lot of uh, wins and rings and banners and pennants to St. Louis. They really have. But that said, there there is some frustration. So let, let's get to that frustration. This was posted on the Instagram story on the 28th, so on Monday night, um, pretty much right after, the, right around when the Darvish deal was getting finalized. Um, we'll start off with um, stlcards.coverage and just another username 22. stlcards coverage says, the front office seems to think the 2011 team is the highest level we will need to build to. And just another username 22 says, Moselock is an idiot, that's all. I really get the frustration. I really do. I think in this moment right now with uh, Padres making all these moves after already having an, an exciting, a really good team last year, I get the frustration that's happening. But I do think we have to think about long-term success that the Cardinals have had. Since 2000 and, you know, 2011, 2015, Five years of playoff baseball. In 2011, they made it as a wildcard team and beat everybody in the postseason that they didn't expect to beat. 2012, they were a win away from another World Series after losing one of the best players of the generation in Albert Pujols. And again, I'm not saying that they should have kept Albert, but I am saying that losing Albert obviously hurt. I mean, there's no question about that. 2013, they were undisputedly the best team in the National League, won the World Series, ran into the destined team of Boston. 2014, really good division-winning team, kind of punched out in 2014 against the, the Giants. 
really close series, but only went five games. 2015, won 100 games, even with a bunch of injuries, including Diotti and Holiday down the stretch, ran into a really solid Cubs team. And again, I'm not trying to make excuses, but the success that the Cardinals have seen, especially in the early part of this decade, is something that, that, that cannot be forgotten. Yes, from 16 to 18, not good Cardinal baseball, didn't make a lot of big moves, and just not great. Or um, 16 to yeah, 16 to 18, 19 to 20, we had a couple big moves when you're looking at a guy like Marcelo Zuna or Paul Goldschmidt, still underperformed for the most part. Last year, made it to the National League Championship Series and then forgot how to hit. That's on the players. That's not on Mosaic. Entirely. I, you know, I, I get that the Cardinals, you know, you can always add more players. But in that moment in October, at that point, Cardinals got a hit. Anyways, this year, they did what they could with, with what they had. Schilt did a, a good enough job to get them to the postseason. But the frustration is real. It is not fake. It is understandable. It is 100% valid. But I just did before I get into all that. Uh, I didn't want to. I did not want to forget about the early success. Um, so before I get fully into it, I'm not going to tease you guys any longer. Um, I do want to tell you about two incredible sponsors for the show, um, and then I'll, I'll get into the complaints, which is um, you know kind of the main point of the show. Um, but let's let's get excited for some college football because college football is going into bowl season. There are some big matchups this weekend, even though my Mizzou Tigers had their game canceled for today. NFL regular season is, is finishing up with the playoff picture becoming more clear. And there's one place that covers you and has your back at betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKED ON for a 50% welcome bonus. That means if you put in $100 in your first deposit, they'll give you an extra $50. do not sit on the sidelines anymore. Get into the action and bet on some sports. Don't forget to use the promo code LOCKED ON to get a 50% welcome bonus from your first deposit. Visit our good friends and exclusive partners online on social media at betonline underscore AG and take advantage of the best bonuses in the business. Sign up for a free account and once again, use your promo code locked on for your sign up bonus. Hashtag betonline, your online sports book experts. The new and improved Built Bar is even more delicious than before. You guys all know my favorite flavor of all. It's cookies and cream. I could eat a thousand of those. That's one of their new flavors. Some of their original flavors range from orange, toffee, almond, to peanut butter, banana bread, mint brownie, coconut, almond, and more. They have nut and non-nut flavors, and they're all soft and easy to chew. Bars are covered 100% in chocolate, but they're still healthy for you. You can lose or maintain weight while indulging in this incredibly delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber. For one example, let's take a look at cookies and cream. you got 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 grams of net carbs for an incredible taste. Go to BuiltBar.com right now and use promo code LOCKEDON to get 20% off your next order. Once again, promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. So once again, tomorrow's episode will be released on, or excuse me, the next episode will be released tomorrow or Friday. Um, so be sure to, to keep your eye out on that uh, episode for, for whatever it is about. Well, let, let's get into the complaints. Some some more mailbag questions. This question comes from uh, J underscore basketball underscore zero four. When will the Cardinals make a move? And it, 
again, it's a question that I'm getting a lot, and it's a question I'm thinking about a lot, and it's a question I really, to be honest with you guys, have one answer, and it's whenever Yachty and Molina are taken care of. Whether they sign somewhere else or they sign with the Cardinals. That has to be taken care of in the Cardinals' eyes before anything else can be taken care of. And it sucks because they've already missed out on a free agent in Kim. They've missed out on trading for maybe a Blake Snell or Udarvish. They've just there, – there's a lot of frustration right now. The frustration in, you know, in the last three years, the Cardinals made two big moves in Ozuna and Goldschmidt. Ozuna's not even on the team anymore. And other than that, the Cardinals really haven't made any huge acquisitions. They're betting in-house. Talking about locked-on bets. The Cardinals are betting on their own guys to get them where they need to go. And that can be extremely frustrating when you have teams like the Padres, who, like I said, were already excited who were already a really good team, who were already threatening the Dodgers for their for the NOS division crown, and they go out and get two aces. They get out and get two number one guys after having a team that was one of the most exciting in baseball, one of the best in baseball. They got two frontline starters, lost one starter, but other than that, really didn't lose a whole lot. Especially at the major league level, they didn't lose anything except for Zach Davies. So it's frustrating. I don't know when the Cardinals will make a move in terms of a timeline. But I do think and have a pretty good feeling that it's not happening until Yachty and Wainwright are signed. It's it's unfortunate. It just absolutely is. DDK underscore 731 says, Who would you most like to see in a Cardinal uniform in 2021? Just to get it over with, I'm saying... I mean, there are so many different answers, to be honest with you. Uh, but I, I think that for what the scenario is with the Cardinals' payroll, with the um, situation, you know, what we're seeing from St. Louis right now, I'm saying Eddie Rosario. I think you know he's got some negatives. Everybody has negatives, but I think he's, he's got some definite negatives. Uh, this, this is being realistic. Uh, he's got some definite negatives, but I think he, he provides some pop in the lineup. He lengthens, lengthens out that lineup a ton. He's put up good numbers in his first couple years in Minnesota. He won't be extremely expensive, maybe upper, or, you know, maybe double-digit million-dollar-per-year guy, you know, in terms of $10 million, somewhere around there. But being realistic, I'm saying him. I think that Rosario is, I talked about it a little bit on yesterday's show, he, he's one of the guys that can make a huge improvement. But again, it's just frustrating. Because who would I, like, ideally 100% like to see in a corner uniform? Oh, I mean, literally any of, any of the top free agents. Yes, the Cardinals have abundant amount of pitching, but I'm not saying no to Trevor Bauer. And you go beyond that, I'm not saying no to George Springer. I'm not saying no to JT Muto. Again, with the Cardinals team the way it is, I'm picking George Springer on that team, or out of those guys. Because I think George Springer is an elite center fielder. Cheating scandal aside. But again, realistically, I'm picking Eddie Rosario. When will we make those cash-neutral trades? Jack Brum, 117. Again, it's sadly going to be when Wainwright and Molina, when that issue is resolved. And I know I'm probably annoying you guys by saying this over and over again, but I will say it until I'm blue in the face. They're not going to make any major league-level moves, in my opinion, until that's done. And it's unfortunate because they're going to miss out. They already have. 
Yes, they put an offer in for Kim, but maybe they could have offered more if that Wainwright and Molina situation was resolved. Even if the answer is yes, say yes, but go out and make some moves with that in mind. You can't just say, okay, we're going to sign these guys and then make moves. Make up your mind, even if it's a yes. Like I said, it, just take that ideal number out of the budget when you're making offers. Go out and make other moves. It's just really, really unfortunate to, to see that. So that gets all of the mailbag questions in, I believe. If you guys didn't, if you put in a question and didn't hear it, um, shoot me a direct message and I um, will answer it. Um, but that's all I got also for today's show for this mailbag part two and the frustration. The frustration is real. It's valid. I'm very frustrated right now as well, guys. Don't think that I'm not. I really, really am. And it's just something that we're going to have to get through together. And that's okay. So next episode will either be tomorrow or Friday. And again, graphics will not be released this week, most likely just with traveling and everything. So um, until I talk to you next time, uh, stay safe, stay well, and have a great day.